with a really telling it like it is program and i am a doctor in psychology today i have with me ron jolson who's going to help me to end out the year he'll be with me this week and next week starting in january i'll be doing a, a series of line by line type of a thing on uh you really are uh, uh prosperity rather and i'll show you these things in the scriptures but we're going to talk about the mind today the way that you think and all of that and without any further ado i'm going to ask uh ron jolson to come on and join me and i'm so excited that you're here today come on in all right and i'm excited to be here and we had a little technical glitch but we went right past it yeah. and so i hopefully everybody can hear us now um <laughs> Yeah, the, the thing that has really been on my mind uh, all of this week, really, uh, has been pride. And I, I'm starting to look at uh, some of the obstacles, things that are keeping people from being successful in business, I guess in life too. But of course, in, in my professional world, I'm seeing it in uh, business folks. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, maybe I, it was because I was reading in Isaiah uh, chapter 2, verse 17, the loftiness of man shall be bowed down and the haughtiness of men shall be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. And, you know, for a lot of us, I think we can, even when we think we're not prideful, we can get into trouble. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know if it was, it might have been Robert Morris who once said it's because we deal with, with the fruit and not the root. Uh, and the root problem, I think, of pride is insecurity. Uh, and sometimes we, you know, maybe we mask it with uh, fancy words or pompous words and sometimes even titles uh, that that man likes to give. Uh, so my role and my place of, of, uh, of work as executive vice president, and I can't tell you how many people have asked me, you know, what does it take to become an executive vice president? And I'm like, that's not the way you should think about it. You shouldn't be going for the title. And maybe we'll talk more about titles. But but the fruit uh, or the pride is what the world hears uh, kind of because of what we say. Uh, and it's I think it's the uh, insecurity of our hearts that can be to the root of the problem. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I'd be curious, uh, Apostle Baker, what you think. I, I think a part of it is that maybe a fear that we won't be accepted or maybe we won't be taken seriously if they don't know, you know, how great we are or what we've done or how learned we are or how successful we've been in the world. And, and we walk the way we do sometimes um, almost as if uh, just to sound like we're worthy. Uh, and I think that has become a real issue in business because you end up taking your eye off the ball and you start thinking like men instead of thinking about uh, the kingdom, because basically you know, it really isn't our accomplishments uh, and our titles that make us worthy, right? It's it's the fact that we are sons of the living God. Um, and, you know, this is something that occurred to me this week as well. Uh, you know, John always said that he was the disciple who Jesus loved. And and it, it wasn't that he was loved more than the others, but he, he recognized, I think, that he was worthy of God's love, uh, that he was truly loved. Uh, and and I think the other disciples had trouble with it. I, have you, I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but Peter, in the end, uh, may have actually failed to recognize it because, you know, he was martyred upside down. And, and we know this from church history that he felt he was not worthy. And so he was martyred uh, upside down. 
But the thing is, we are worthy. And maybe in the end, Peter didn't quite get it. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's almost, this may be a stretch, but maybe there's almost something prideful about saying I'm not worthy and crucify me upside down, right? Because, what do you think about that? I, I What you're saying makes a lot of sense. The, but you said something in the very beginning that pride is about insecurity. And that mm -hmm. means that I am not... I, I'm in danger of loss, loss of how people see me, loss of how this is. But if we recognize that we are the righteousness of God, that means that we know that we have God's character, we have God's ethics, we have God's integrity, and we have God's humility. Mm. And I think that those words are things that people need to really look up. And as you look them up, then you'll need to allow them to come inside of you. And this is one of the reasons that people sometimes identify uh, or misidentify, mislabel uh, being secure in who you are with the fact of pride. They look at that sometimes as arrogant. I've been actually, I can't imagine it, but I've actually been called arrogant. But I know who I am. I'm a son of God. I'm not a daughter of God. I'm not a child of God. I am a son of God. So that means that I, as the, as in the firstborn son, that means I have a double portion as the son. So I recognize this, but along with it, I have a responsibility. I have the responsibility as a son. So I think when you look at the whole picture, then that's what you're, that's what you're going to come up with. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And let's think about it. I mean, humility is the very first thing that happens in our Christian walk, right? If we don't realize that we need a savior, we're not even, we don't even get the entrance to the kingdom. You know, we, we need to understand that uh, without him, there is no, uh, there is no salvation. There is nothing. And so uh, we have to understand that obviously our works are insufficient and anything we do is insufficient. And, and so humility is the beginning of, of the Christian walk. And so it's not surprising that it comes up as a problem. It's one of the obstacles that I think keep people from coming to know the Lord uh, because they don't think they need a savior. And particularly in the business world, because what happens is, um, even if you have small amounts of success, I've seen it time and time again, people think they are the reason, they have the business acumen, they made the right decision, and they take the Lord right out of it. And that's pride. Uh, and they say um, they're not being prideful, but but they kind of are, and it's dangerous. And So if we are Christians and, and Christ is, uh, you know, is Lord, then he is Lord of all. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So therefore, um, if if we're not prideful when we became Christians, that we don't want to be prideful in the business world or anywhere else with our family or anything. Um, you know, I don't have to remind you that I was going to say pride goeth before the fall, but it's actually pride goeth before destruction. It's much mm -hmm. worse than that. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I've seen pride ruin more companies and more individuals. In fact, the most uh, famous investment I ever made that failed uh, was in a company. You ready for this? I am not kidding you. It was called Pride Pipeline. 
That was the name of the company. It, and we closed on a deal. We bought this company and it failed. And what happened was the, the visionary owner of the company actually passed away. And he was the kind of the reason for the whole success of it. And, and we decided to do the deal anyway. He had a good team and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? There was a lot of pride around that business. And, and he died and so did the company. And I, I'll never forget it. And I never equated it until this year. I never equated that company with pride. But I think it was a lesson for me today. So. That's why I don't buy the, I don't buy those pride chickens. They have a, they have a chicken. <laughs> pride chicken. I don't buy that pride chicken. I'm not doing that. They have, they do. They have a, a a brand that's pride chicken. But as you were talking about that, the word. You know, um, the word humility is actually one that says freedom from pride and arrogance. Yes. See, because uh, uh, humility, you know, humility is the acceptance of the of the humbleness of the mind. And when we realize, I mean, it, uh, uh, in Proverbs 15, it says before honor, there is humility. And so humility does not look like um you know, I love Moses. Moses talked about the fact that he was the most humble person in the world. And what he meant, and humility only means that I'm willing to obey. I mean, that's that's the big thing. But the way that we think, and, and, and another thing about pride that, you know, more poor people are prideful. And what I mean is that <clears throat> they expect they expect because of their lowly position, especially in, in the church, because of their so-called lowly positions, that their humility, their their unworthiness, and and in the sight of God, and all of this, that we, that those that uh, are actually confident in who it is that we are, that we should make life easier for them. That's pride. Right. So therefore, they can never think from heaven to earth. They will always think from from. There will be an outside, uh, in, uh, outside liver, L-I-V-E-R, rather than an inside liver, L-I-V-E-R. And if your liver operates on the outside, you got problems. And and boy, we you know we see it as much in the church as we see it in business. We see you know people looking. They want to be apostles and they want to be prophets and they want to be teachers and evangelists and they want the, the title and they want the respect and they want to be elders and they want to be deacons or bishops or whatever it is. Um, and there, there's just a lot of pride going on there. And um, I think it gets in the way of what God is trying to do. It takes us off track. It takes us down a rabbit hole or a path that ultimately, at least in the case of business, does not lead to success. Um, and, you know, I gave you an example of uh, where pride can't got in the way in an investment. But let me tell you where it didn't get in the way. Um, uh, you know, I when I look back on my own career, I moved around for a number of different companies. Um, and you know what? I never wanted to leave any of those companies. And I I actually was uh, kind of prideful about the companies that I worked for. I, I was doing really well. But um, it was obvious, and I realized that God was telling me to go somewhere else. And th I thank the Lord for my wife, Renee, who really saw it. And she said, do you realize God is telling you to go from this company to this company? And sure enough, um, you know, it was a little bit like getting out of the, the building just in time. Uh, you know, as soon as I left 
kind of bad things happened. And and the Lord just really saved me uh, from some very bad situations by moving me from company A to B and C. And I hated moving. I loved, I'm one of those people that I need a kick in the butt. And, um, but see that there's a little pride even behind that. Hey, I can overcome. Yeah, this company's having some problems. I'm going to fix it. And the Lord's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I actually want you over here. And so we have to learn to listening and obedience is part of humility. I don't know if people realize or think of it that way, but to be obedient really requires humility, doesn't it? <laughs> because otherwise you're you're just going to do your own thing and think and think about, you know, um, that I did this and I did that. But so we so we need in order to be obedient, we have to be humble. Um and then I, I want to, relating to this, something that's really been on my heart, and I touched on it, is titles. Titles in business are huge. They are, uh, they're worn like a robe of authority, okay? Um, but but the, king wear, the king puts on the robe, not you. So titles are given by man, but authority is given by God. Uh, and so titles are a false um, authority. Um, and I don't know, somewhere in scripture, out of the mouth, the heart speaks and the character of a man can be seen by his fruit. Um, you know, all I can say is the title may or may not match up with the heart and really depends on the situation. And I think in Romans 13, it's there is no authority except which God has established and the authorities that even exist have been established by God. So um, I think the titles in the end, in and of themselves, can get us in trouble. Um, Matthew 23 talks about, uh, you know, where he says, do, do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he was in heaven. Do not be called teachers even, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But who is the greatest among you shall be your servant. So even there in that case, um, you know, what he's saying there really is don't get caught up in being called rabbi. Don't get caught up in all of that. When you're a teacher, what are you really doing? You're really trying to convey what God wants in the people that you're talking with. Uh, and if you keep saying, hey, I'm this great teacher, then you're really getting into that pride area. You just have to be really careful uh, that you recognize that you're really more in between God and somebody else, and you're trying to bring that someone else to the to the Lord, what He wants them to hear, and you're really just a conduit that are trying to connect those things. Um, and so I think that that actually happens uh, in business as well, uh, because when you have a title, people will um, they will basically want to hear what you have to say, maybe whether or not you deserve it. They sort of make assumptions. Hey, uh, Ron is chief investment officer, so therefore, um, you know, he must know what he's doing. Well, you know what? Sometimes I need counsel too, and I'll need counsel from people that work for me. And so I don't want them to get cut up and get caught up in that stuff. I want them to be honest and say, you know, Ron, that thing that you want to do investing in, here, it's a mistake, and here's why. Um, but if they get caught up in your title, then they're going to think, you know what, what do I know? So it happens in business and it's bad. 
You know, uh, it's just yeah, like you were talking about this and, 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 and the word chief means highest in the office, which means not only highest responsibility, highest in the office. Well, what does that mean? See, this is what this is what Yeshua Jesus said. He says that the highest should operate from the lowest. I don't know anybody that is a true apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher that ever went seeking for it. I, this was the last thing, right? I mean, I'm going to be black for a minute. This was the last thing that I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to be a doctor in psychology. Those were things that God pushed forward. I did not really want to be a real estate broker. I did a lot of the things that I sure as heck didn't want to be no nurse. I was so glad to get out of that as I possibly could. But the thing that it taught me was how to serve all of these things, you know? And so he said in this, he says, and he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. He gave some to be. Here you are, uh, 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 the chief executive officer of this, the the uh, uh, CFO, the chief of finance. I mean, that's got to make you that's got to make you a a, a a a whole lot of feathers in your hat, you know. And 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 as we look at this, it's saying I made you a commander of responsibility. And when we look at it like that in business, when I look at it like that in my corporation, when I look at it like that in those things, it means that I am an ambassador of that one that is of the kingdom of God. So it's not. He gave me the breath. I have I have nothing that I own, nothing that I that 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 is truly mine. And everything that I do and everything that I release, I'm releasing it because he gave me the breath. See, this is where you were talking about the arrogance of people not coming into the kingdom because they don't think they need anything. He gave you the breath. Yep. He gave you the brain. I mean, if he took his brain from you, what you going to do? He gave you, he gave, I mean, all of these things that he has given, freely given, if he takes his oxygen away, I mean, I know that what happens when your oxygen leaves, you have no brain at all. If his blood left you, all of these things, and this is one of the things that as you talked about pride, it, it aches me as uh, so-called believers, as people that are supposed to have Christ in them, go into and are of the the uh, uh, business society because we don't we have not done what we are to do. We are not operating from our place of need of who He is and who it is that we are because we have not had the mind of Christ. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and you know, I'll tell you what, <laughs> people also will get in trouble with some of this, right? Because they'll do things like I've had this happen to me where somebody has said, you know, I was sp speaking with Ron who has this title. He said this, I said this and he agreed. Uh, and all of a sudden what they're going to say now has like this authority from somebody else. Not good. It's not good because first of all, what they're saying after that point may or may not have been agreed to, but it looks as if 
they are now have authority because of some what somebody else has. Um, now this happens in in our kingdom world too, right? Somebody somebody says something, and if suppose they say, "And I got a word of the Lord," right? Well, I hope they really did because if they didn't, they're doing that same thing. They're taking the authority of Christ in their statement. So what we do in the kingdom, it's the same thing uh, in business. It's a, a robe of authority can be a false authority, especially in the eyes of God. It's dangerous. It, it connotes agreement, and the business world does it all the time. I've seen reputations get hurt. I've seen lies get perpetuated. Uh, and by the way, a slight stretching of the truth takes on this aura of authority because the senior person was in the room. Sometimes a senior person in the room and not objecting to something uh, all of a sudden gives it authority. Wow. Danger, danger, Will Robinson, as they used to say. That's why yeah. That's why the, the uh, I like that danger, danger, Will Robinson. That's one of my favorites too. <laughs> but that's why they talk about there is a sin. There's a disobedience to omission or commission. Yeah. And when we're talking about sin, all we're talking about is obeying or disobeying. You know, we're not talking about, oh, there's, that ugly, there's that ugly word. No, it's a beautiful word because it's one that protects. Yeah. It, it's, one that, it's one that protects. But you got you got to speak up. And, and I, I'd like for you to talk a little bit as you're talking about this. Something just jumped into me. I'd like, to sure. talk, I'd like you to talk about where fear mm is is operating in pride especially in the business world in the in the workplace oh fear, my gosh <laughs> of of that we yeah you got time you got about six yeah I mean, five minutes or so go ahead so it, it literally is taught in business school okay it's taught that um especially in the world of in finance and investing that the the entire motivation behind a financial decision is either fear or greed I mean, think about that for a moment, right? It's like, okay, risk return is sort of fear and greed. Uh, these are not good things, and yet they do motivate. Uh, in financial planning, there are studies that have been done that says that a, a person who is who loses one dollar, uh, that feels worse than winning five or earning five. In other words, the fear has a much uh, bigger impact on individuals than the possibility of a gain. And so entire businesses have made money ba really based on people's fears. They'll say things like, hey, you can lock in an income for life. Just give us all of this uh, money and we will guarantee your income. The problem is they're taking a lot of expenses out when they do that. Now, there are some transactions like that that are good, but a lot of them are not. And but they're playing off of people's fears. Now, if you are in a Christian mindset, that fear part really should be taken away because when you when you basically say you're afraid, you obviously we we've all heard this. Fear is the opposite of faith, uh, and and the reality is you really don't have faith in the Lord because otherwise you wouldn't be afraid. And of course, uh, of course, God tells us. Uh, very directly not to be afraid. And if he cares for the lilies in the field and the and the and the bird in the sky, how much more will he care for us? Uh, and by the way, human beings are the only animals that worry about their next meal, right? I mean 
<laughs> so for the most part, the animals, you know, they it's going to be provided. Uh, so that's what that makes us different. And I think it's because, you know, our uh, our imperfect souls get in the way. So fear is a major problem in business. It's also an opportunity and companies use fear to make money. Um, but the reality is that uh, if we have a kingdom mindset, what we should be afraid of, you ready for this? What we should be afraid of is that we're not being obedient. Now that's something worth being afraid of, okay? It's not that, that the market's gonna tank. It's that I wasn't listening to the Lord when he told me to do X, uh, because I let my own uh, learnings and teachings and experience get in the way. Uh, so that is something to be fearful. That's the one time I think we we are justified in being afraid is if we're not being obedient. But once we are, you don't need to fear. Uh, the Lord's the best businessman that has ever existed. And I don't know whether that's some of the things you were getting at in your question, but those are the things. Fear is out of my is out of my. Uh, wheelhouse now i don't even think of that okay well you know there is another fear i just wrote a book the spirit of the fear of the lord in you yeah in isaiah it talks about when jesus talked about uh the fact that the spirit of the lord is upon me and then in another place he talks about you have not feared me so when those two things come together when that spirit of that comes together you see you can operate from the kingdom realm in your realm of finances in your realm of business because without the spirit of the awe of the of, of the uh, I know and when I'm talking about that fear that particular fear what you said was powerful okay it was was needed it was really needed and I know that people are are um, you know we got a lot of comments about our last two programs how people said a lot of things were cleared up for them and I don't know why it is that people send me messages afterwards rather than on you know in here but I don't really care uh but they got they got a lot from this so I mean even after we finish these two programs one of these days next next year you will be back I'm going to invite you back because I really do want you back um but one of the things of it is without walking in that and see whether you realize it or not in some areas of the finances, you are walking in the spirit of the fear of the Lord because what you do is you have an awe for what it is that he is thinking. And as you continue, as you allow him to open you up, I didn't know I was going to prophesy over you, but whatever. Okay. As he opens you up, then the spirit of the fear of the Lord in you will be able to take you into places that you will see things that you could not have seen and done things and to do things in the realm of finances because of the heart that he has placed in you it is not a heart for you to build uh, a kingdom of your own but is to operate within that kingdom so the spirit of the fear of the lord in you is a good fear it's that fear that says i am hot i am i am i am i am wowed at god so anyway, I wanted to throw that out there. I, I mean, I wanted, I, I, I was, I was compelled. I mean, it's not what I wanted to do it, but we have a half a minute left. Uh, well, wow. I, this program is over, but next program, we're going to, we're going to hear what it is that you have to say, but I had to release that prophetic word. I had to give that to you because this is a new uh, uh, era in your life. This is an era of expansion in your life. And it's him, right. the spirit of the fear of the Lord in you that's expanding. And it's going to take you to places and you're going to be able to uh, open up things in businesses that you never have been able to before. 
And so, oh. we, yeah, we, we thank you. You receive that? I do. All I right. receive it big time. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, this is this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. This is Ron Jolson, a uh, a chief, a, <laughs> a chief in finances, and we're here to really tell it like it is. We want you to join us next week, which will be the end of the year. Have a merry, blessed Christmas, and we'll see you uh, after Christmas. Bye bye.